Welcome to Living Chassidus. Together, let's live the Chassidus we learn. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Chassidus in the morning. 15 minutes to change our lives. So, yeah, we're talking Pasha Veiro. We're talking how Moshe, the beginning of the sixth Pasha, is sort of situation last six Pasha, sort of in the middle of a conversation, really. And Moshe complains to Hashem. Hashem tells Moshe in last six Pasha, go to Pari and say, let my people go. So Moshe does. And Pari says, you know what? I see they have too much time in their hands. Make, make their work even harder. And Moshe complains to, to Hashem. He goes, Lama Reza, Lama Reza, why have you caused more trouble? You're making your life harder. So Hashem comes out and says, hey, I didn't, why are you complaining? He goes, um, the, um, the others didn't complain. And so we started discussing that, that Hashem is telling him that, that we, or, or we're showing how, how deep the gullus of Mitzrayim was, that even Moshe Benu was a tachachachma, he understood everything. He was the closest to Hashem, the closest understanding of Hashem, that even by his nevuah, unlike all the other nevim, that he was able to have nevuah conscious, whereas all the other nevim had to get rid of their body, had to get out of themselves, and it was, it was very difficult. Even Moshe didn't understand. And even when he comes and he tells the Yidin, we're going to go, it says they didn't hear him, so they weren't able to listen, it was, it was so much going on, it was so intense, the, the challenges of Golos and Mitraim. Now, and then we said, it's not that Moshe somehow gave it over wrongly, he gave it over Hashem, this is a high level, and nevertheless, they weren't able to hear it from, from, from the struggles of Golos. So let's see. Yes, I can even more continuing on this point. Yes, I can even more remembering the remembrance of our forefathers. But my God, Hashem is one who said this. David Shahu, see you a God of Yesu should be a very big help. You know, remind yourself of the, of the good old days and, and our forefathers. We're gonna do this, we can man, we can manage, we can get out of here. But even that wasn't enough. So we're going to show here a few of these things that, that should have helped. Even though we had all these things, like, like it says, we said, there's four languages of Gula, four languages of getting out of this place. And then you have Aydem Mishabainu, and it's coming through Mishabainu. And you have Zikar and Zikhan others. And also, not just that, not just the four languages of Gula, not just it's coming from Mishabainu. Even more, we also have the remembrance of our forefathers that they were successful. This is coming to Hashem himself. Nevertheless, that wasn't enough for them to be able to break themselves out of their gallus. They were so stuck. In their gallows, they weren't able to see the, the good news of, of gold is coming. And not just the level of re'iyah that they can see clearly. It's like, ah, oh, gold is coming, we feel, we feel it. They were saying, we're not asking for such a high level. Even the level of understanding, say, you know, sometimes you don't feel something, but, but at least you can understand it. Logically, intellectually, it makes sense, no? 
even that level of making sense that we should be getting out of Galus, they couldn't have. Like, they won't be able to listen to this. So what we're saying is in this Galus, and ultimately, like we said yesterday, and we're going to learn how the markers really help, what does it all mean to us? We're understanding the story, and this is a very important way to do it. When you learn, to learn the, the subject, understand the subject well, and then we can apply. You can't apply too early. You can't say, well, what does it mean for me? Before you understand it well. So what we're saying is, what they're showing us is this process that they were in such a tough situation and the goals were so hard on them, they couldn't even hear any, any concept of Gula. Even though it's coming from Hashem, there's all languages of Gula, from Moshe, we know saying it. And we remember to our forefathers and all these good reasons why it should work. They were just so stuck. They won't be able to able to to receive it, and I think it's a very important lesson we can think about it in ourselves. That in life we sometimes reality could be telling us something, but we don't see it that way. First of all, there's a you know there's a there's a concept when you hear something, so a lot of the time we interpret it in not 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 always such a good way in a negative way. So first thing we have to realize: Are we interpreting, or what's the facts? You know, like I heard, I heard a case a story about a fundraising with this guy. We called out, called someone. He's meant to be big there about uh, asking for donation. The guy's like, yeah, yeah, call me back. I don't have time. Call me tomorrow. And he called him and he went to his secretary and she's like, yeah, he'll call you back. He didn't call him back and kept on slapping around. And in his head, you know, fundraising is not so simple. And the eight Sahara's are running. Oh, he doesn't want to speak to me. He's trying to avoid me. And the end off, he sort of gave up on it. And he's like, I'll leave it alone. And then, and the guy told him, call, call me back in 2023. This is, you know, last year, call him back 23. So he called him, <coughs> same runaround. And then after like a while, the guy called him. He's like, oh, I'm really sub and so busy. I don't have a chance. Okay, let's do something. And he gave him a, a substantial check. And, and what, and so what they were trying to teach, show is that this guy, the, the shliach, what was facts and what was interpretation? Facts were, the guy said, call me later, and I want to do something. Interpretation was, he doesn't want to help me. He's just running me, running me around. He's trying to, you know, trying to shut it out. He doesn't really want to give me, and he doesn't like me. He doesn't care for me. He doesn't care for my said, and all these, all these negative things. And so this is what we're saying. Then that even when someone comes and tells you, it's Gula, we're coming. We're going to be free. We're going to do all these good things. We can be so stuck, we can't hear it. Not even, not, as I said, we're not talking about a level that, that we really internalize, like I get, I feel, I feel gone. Not even that level, even the simplest of levels, intellectually, it makes sense, you know? When, and sometimes you look at our life, we look at our lives, and, and we, we, we're not able to see the good that's going on in our life. And this is a problem. And this is what sort of saying, you can gullus, gullus be so bad that you can't even see the good in your life. So our oh, life's coming to an end, life's the worst, what's going to be? So the first thing we're saying here, is that we have to realize that sometimes we're in such a stuck situation, we can't even see the gula, but we have to realize the reality is that, no, it's good. It's not so bad. So now we're going to start going through the makas, and what does it mean in spiritual terms? So the makas that happened in Mitzrayim, be that the galus are bad, what got us out of galus is the makas. So the Marcus is what made it possible for us to realize, hey, we're actually getting out of here. That was sort of the proof. The proof is in the pudding. That was the proof. And this is the lesson for us in our Yitzhak Mitzrayim that we have every day out of our spiritual goals. 
spiritual Mitzrayim. Our struggles and our trial tribulations are very strong. And even in the time of Kedusha, that our Voida is according to our limitations, our reasoning, and that's why it's limited, Mitzrayim. Meaning, um, it's it's constricted, it's limited. And it can be even worse, which is the Mitzrayim of the negative. Even according to Tamadas is lacking. But through these Makos, the spiritual Aveda, which is similar to the level of the Makos, we can we can break the strength of the Mitzrayim and bring us to the goal of the Neshamon. Meaning, this is a beautiful word of him. Meaning, Gulas Mitzrayim we have within us every day we can have, and it's a spiritual Gula. It's Gula from the Mitzrayim. What's the Mitzrayim that we have? The Mitzrayim is a limitations. And the Rebbe says there's two types of Mitzrayim. There's a Mitzrayim of Kedusha, meaning that we don't push ourselves above and beyond what we think we're capable of, and we, we limit ourselves. And that's that's it's in the Mitzrayim of uh, Tamadas that we don't go above Tamadas. We, we say, oh, that's what I can do. That's what's very important when we say to ourselves, I can't do it. That's a limiting thought, a limiting statement. So going out of the Mitzrayim saying, I can do it. I can, I can do this. I can learn for this. I can push myself. It doesn't mean being unrealistic, <coughs> but it means, it means not limiting. Meaning you can't come and say, even though the last six months you haven't uh, done anything, you can't say, today I'm going to run a marathon. That's not, that's not, and if you say, oh, I can't do it, then it's Mitzrayim. That's not what we're talking about. Mitzrayim, going out of Mitzrayim is, is, is just because yesterday I wasn't as successful doesn't mean today I can't be successful. And just because I think I'm able to learn a certain amount or I'm able to do a certain amount of things doesn't mean I can't do more than that. And not limiting ourselves to that limiting mindset, but pushing ourselves and saying, I can do more than that. That's what we're talking about. That's, that's the going out of Mitzrayim of Kedusha, above and beyond our intellect. And the other one, is the Mitzrayim, the, the sort of the negative Mitzrayim is just in the Tamvadas, even even logically things where we're limiting ourselves. That it's logically makes sense, we should do it, but we don't have been doing that. So you're saying, and how did we get out of Mitzrayim? It was through Makis. The Makis were broke the Mitzrayim and got us and helped us go out. So we also have to take those and understand what the, what the Makis are in our terms of Vedo and how we can, and that can get us out of our Mitzrayim. So that's what we're going to understand, start understanding. Dalad. The first Makkah that, that happened in Mitzrayim, the start of the process of Gas getting out, was the Makkah of Dam. The water of the Nile turned into blood. And we're going to discuss there's two levels of this water turning into blood, and what does this mean? So, Tivam Shalmai, in the nature of water, he Kriros Vilachus. It's wet and it's cold. Kriros, he. Coldness is the opposite of holiness. Because holiness is with life. Like it says in Avis Dravinasan, in the Sefer Avinasan, Asara Nikro Chaim, 10 are called living. 
Parishayna Nimna Sham in the first that uh, that is there's enumerated over there is the Kaddish Baruch Hu, is God. Nikochaim, he's called life. Kudush is life. And afterwards, call Ela. Should make him and all the other levels are the ones that are cleaving, connect to Hashem. Ruchnias, godliness is life. Hayurinus, maybe chamimus. And life brings warmth. So Nimtsas comes out, Shakirus, like we said, the water is cold and wet. So the coldness, Shehi, Hefuchashel Chamim, which is the opposite of, of warmness, He Hefuchashel Chayusakadush is opposite of the godly, of, of godliness. Godliness is warmth and life. Water that's cold is, is synonymous with, with, with uh, not godliness. So I'm moving to Rukhanish of Adava. Spiritually, what this means, who, the Harishayna, that the first thing, Yesh, Lishbaras, Akiriros. We have to break the coldness. Kisha Kayemes, Kiriros, Linyane, Kudusha. We have coldness in regards to Kudusha. And we're going to discuss what this means. Are you here? My leader, Divine. It gives birth to things that are against Kedusha. So the first marker, the first thing that they happen in Mitzrayim and that we need to work on is in the Mayim. Which shows the coldness. So, so we're saying the first marker was, was, was the blood transforming the, the water into blood. What's water? Water is coldness. Water symbolizes things against Kedusha. Coldness and it's wet. We're going to discuss some more of that, what it means tomorrow. But just for now, he's saying water is coldness. And coldness is opposite of Kudush. Kudush is warmth and life. And basically, we have the, the first step, if we want to push ourselves out of Mitzrayim, we have to be not cold to Judaism. Because what happens is cold. When you, have, when you have coldness, it gives birth to things that go against Kudush. Meaning, meaning why, where it comes about <coughs> that I think of something that I think in a way that are against the right path, Torah Mitzvahs. When someone comes and says, Lamashal, this simple example we were talking about the last few weeks about, about Yeshiva, learning Yeshiva. So we know, and, and maybe intellectually, even we know, and hopefully we've learned enough sikhus that, that sending a kid to Yeshiva and learning Yeshiva environment is very important. But then we can come and in our minds come and say, oh, I can't send him to Yeshiva. I need to give him a proper good, a good secular education. That's not what's going to be with him, which is against Torah Mitzvahs, which is against this whole thing. I'm not saying when you're older and you've finished, and you've finished school, and you want to become a doctor, you can't go to college to learn to be a doctor. You have to. It's a, of course, we're talking about just the, the cock and the mindset that, that I have to take them out of yeshiva for the, for the, the prime years and, and get them to learn secular studies so they don't have and, 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 and miss out on an opportunity of condition. Now, of course, when I'm talking about Shiva, that's a whole different scenario. It's nothing, it's not in the gear. But, but the mindset, and this can be with everything, our mindset, the way we look at things, the way we look at Shaduchim, a better example, we'll keep it more simple, the way we look at Shaduchim. We look at it from perspective, a gracious perspective, like the famous story about Mrs. Shafstein. She was by the rabbi. The rabbi was asking about all these shidduchim suggestions that had cropped up to her that she didn't, she didn't, she wasn't happy with. And they were asked her what's going on. And he asked about every bird. She gave all these excuses. The rabbi said, you're reading too many romance novels. So her mindset wasn't the mindset of Kedusha. And they were saying, when you stop, like basically stop reading those romance novels and, and come back to reality and you can see it. So this is the first thing when we come and we have our struggle, our biggest struggle is the coldness. That coldness leads to negative thoughts and thoughts against, against Torah Mitzvahs. The first thing we're going to discuss more how you get rid of it, but first we have to realize we have this coldness within us. And in Mitzvah Hashem, we should get rid of the coldness and we should, we should, uh, we should realize that when we learn Torah 
and we do mitzvahs. Could be giving tzedakah every day before we go to work. You know, making sure to dive and share bracha and, and do it with a little bit of a kavanah, trying to think about it. That will warm us up. With that warmth, we can have an amazing day. Miss Hashem to be continued tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody.